Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. You're listening to Rabot Co. here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. Hi, welcome in. The most positive radio show you've ever heard in your mom's favorite sports talk radio show, Rabot Co. here, ESPN 680, 1057. Louis Rabot, Zach Cantrell hanging out with you another hour. Bobby V after us. Full reaction to that pit game at noon. Um, by that, I mean. They have to talk pastries, right? I mean, it's that kind of that time of year. Obviously, there you go. All right, and then um, figgy pudding. Well, <laughs> that's what they led with. The, will the Nick ask about Stephanie Niles, uh, the girlfriend of Jake Browning? You are welcome, everyone listening. Uh, her name is is Stephanie Niles. Ste- I um, did not know her name. Yeah. Where'd you find that? Uh, the New York Post. Good investigative journalism by the New York Post. Little uh, that is uh, that is called uh, journalism. Big Capital J's. K journalism. That's right. How Good scoop that? by them. <laughs> Four three seven nine six eighty is our UPS jobs tax line. Keep those coming. Fun show so far. Uh, we'll get into all the reactions. First hour of the show, we did talk about the two basketball teams to open the show. We went super positive. You can find that at the uh, at the uh, the podcast center, ESPNLouisville.com. On our app, if you don't have the app, go ahead and check that out. Uh, just an absolutely fantastic app full of positive things. How about that? Um, Lots of positivity sp- today. Speaking of positivity, CFP tonight. That's nah, not positive. And. I just all right. So Zach, I, we'll start with you. We'll we'll go personal first, and then we'll go big picture about the game after. Sure. Yeah. Are you purely just rooting for Michigan to lose? Obviously. Okay. Are you hedging? Are you emotionally hedging a bet with a win bet on Michigan? So at least you get money if they win, but if they lose, who cares about the money? No, I actually have Washington five and a half. I took him four and a half. It's five and a half now. Okay, so you have Washington five. plus four and a half. Yeah. Okay. I did take. I, I'm probably gonna. Put some on Michigan. So that line has moved all the way, as you mentioned. Yeah. To almost a full touchdown for Michigan, right? That's right. And I think if you just put them on paper and side by side, I I think Michigan probably is about, I would be closer to the number you got it at. Four and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere between four and five. I'll probably Um, sprinkle some on Michigan money line just so I can have something. (laughs) A little sprinkle. Yeah. How about that? I'm so sorry, Zach. I this is I wonder, so by the way, I wonder if if I'm but when we get to the game, because right now I am I'm in a spot where I'm just gonna watch this game and I don't have a lot of feeling about it. And here's why I think my brain is working this way, Zach. Let's go rivalry for a second. If you are new to the show, Thank you for hanging out. Louis Rebeau, Zach Cantrell. I'm a guy uh, from Michigan. I went to Michigan State. Zach grew up in Ohio. as an Ohio State guy. And 
I think part of me is like, even if they win, Harbaugh's going to leave anyway, so I don't care. Yeah. Is that a realistic thing to think? Well, yeah, because there's already rumors that he's going to go to uh, the Raiders. Is Sharon Moore going to get the job? I think he is. <laughs> is he going to cry you, after Mr. Everyone? Cry? Yeah. What a cult. Number. So what's going to happen next year when it's Sharon Moore and Ryan Day? Like, if is it who's? It's either going to be a coach is going to cry or Ryan Day is going to say, I want to know where Sharon Moore is right now or mm. whoever. I don't know the crying though. It just that was. Did Jim Harbaugh die? Was I, that was that the peak of the whole season? Was it, that the the peak of 2023-24 college football? Sean Moore crying after beating bum Penn State. Yeah, and acting like Jim Harbaugh just died. Died literally. Like, yeah. If died. you listen right. to them, Jim Harbaugh died two days before. He wasn't suspended. He died. Texture is Louis filed the foyer for the pit game. You bet your butt I have. Yeah. No, it's, I got a stick now. Ah, it is what it is. My Girl Scout cookie order has shipped. I just got an email. How about that? To do V-Show uh, at uh, 1108. <laughs> All right, but let's get into the game itself, Zach. Um, what are your expectations? Did you take Washington plus the points because you, you really think they're going to win or because you're Zach Cantrell? I actually think Washington's going to win. Okay, talk to me. Because I think Michigan's pass defense hasn't been tested the way that Michael Penix is going to test them. Roma Dunze, Jalen McMillan, that, that receiving core is fantastic. It is good. And Washington in one score games this year is 7-0. and And I think it's going to be a close game. And if you give me a close game in the fourth quarter and you give me J.J. McCarthy or Michael Penix, I'm taking Michael Penix every single time. As long as Washington holds up and gets this game in the fourth quarter, Michael Penix is the guy that's going to go out and win the game for him. So I, I do think Washington's going to win. Interesting to watch and there's one player on Washington's team that I'm watching tonight because I think if he has a big game no question Washington wins the game and his name is Dylan Johnson yes he's a running back for Washington against Texas he only got just under two and a half yards of carry in that game they kept going to him though for for you know over and over they went to him 21 times against Texas he did rush for two TDs because when they got inside the red zone they really leaned on the rushing attack if he's you know now Against Texas, like I mentioned, had those kinds of numbers. Before, though, playing Oregon, for example, averaged for five and a half yards a rush. Before Against Washington State the week before, or four yards. At Oregon State, five and a half. And here's the one that I'm most interested in. Against Utah, went for four and a half a carry. Mm-hmm. So 23 carries, 104 yards that game, and a touchdown. For, in my mind, I'm trying to equate on their schedule the, the defense most like Michigan's. Oregon. And, in that list, do you think it's Oregon? Probably. Oregon or Utah? I think it's Utah. Yeah. And he was good against Utah. He sure was. So if you wanted to be if you wanted to be positive about Washington, I think you would look at those games. I think the other part about Washington, and this is sappy, unnecessary sports talk radio. But once in a while you just look at a team and they look like a team of destiny, and that's what Washington just feels like. It keeps things keep going in their direction and i'm not at all sure why that would stop today that's my thought process as well washington just seems like one of those teams that i mentioned seven and oh and one score games if you get the game close they figure figure that they're gonna figure out a way to pull it out i i've watched a couple of these at the yum center over the years so last year san diego state in the elite eight game everything just kind of bounced their way eventually and they bounced creighton out and got to the final four that's right a couple years ago we watched virginia get down to purdue by a billion and things just bounced their way, and they ended up winning. 
And they were just a team of destiny. They had a double dribble against Auburn. They had an overtime against Texas Tech. They had three games that they pulled out of their rear end. Ball off a foot. I mean, all kinds of stuff in the 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 Virginia run. A foul on the last play of the game against Auburn, which you never see. And so all those kinds of things. And, oh, shoot, um, uh, San Diego State got a call with a second left. A second left. Against against Creighton last year. So sometimes these teams just feel like destiny. That's what Washington feels like on the football side this year. All right, Mm -hmm. on the Michigan side. You and I setting aside uh, the the different tinted glasses that we have. That's right. On paper, they should win this game. I think so. They're more polished. Uh, They are are better in the areas that we stress in football analysis more than any other, which is on the lines. Now, that said, Washington's lines are big boy lines. Let's be clear about it. They are. They lined up with Texas, and there was no disparity there. There was no disparity. They were on equal footing with Texas. Texas is a team that beat Alabama this year, right, at Alabama. In the trenches. Dominated Alabama. In the trenches. But if you're Michigan, that's what you try to do first quarter, right, is you just try to bully. Yes? Yeah. Okay. Can they get to Penix like they did to to Milrow with Alabama? It's possible, but I think Washington's offensive line is more polished than Alabama's I also think they don't, for some reason with Milrow, they don't roll him a lot. Mm-hmm. Penix moves all the time in the pocket, right? right. I mean, that's what they do. He's now, not a runner, but they'll move him. Correct, around. right? He's got, he's got the Bridgewater thing. He's the black quarterback, but he's a thrower, not a runner. Correct, right? Yeah, he's got that. Okay. So he's more Bridgewater than anyone else that I can think of in recent memory in college football. Um, I think he's a better thrower than Bridgewater. Yeah, I don't think. But Teddy question. in college was good. Yeah. Just his deep ball was nothing like Michael Penix's. No, nothing. Michael like Penix is one of the best deep balls I've ever seen from a college quarterback. Weirdly, the other ones that come to mind, Ryan Leaf when he was in college, for all of his detraction, was a great thrower of the ball deep, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of other guys that were just Joe Burrow. You know, uh, Drew Brees in college Drew was Brees. like that at Purdue. Yeah, because they played a lot of that dink and duck tiller. Stuff up at Purdue, Basketball and grass. but when they needed to, when they needed a a, a forty yard pass, that guy was incredibly accurate. Uh, yeah, stuff like that. And Penix has that. Yes, now he he's does. not as he's not as polished as Breeze was. Breeze was. I mean, in college, I saw him two or three times in person, and it was a polished level on a college player that I just I didn't. I mean, I I saw a ton of great players. Nobody was like Drew Breeze as, mm-hmm. as far as the quarterback position right. that way. And then then we saw it in the NFL, right? Yes. I don't think Penix is like that, but I think that he can absolutely be a meaningful player. All right, so let's play this out then. Yeah. Washington wins the game. Yep. What does their stat line look like, and who's the MVP for them? Penix is the MVP. If Michael Penix is not the best player in the game, Washington's not going to win. Okay. I'll just go ahead and say that. Okay. How many deep balls does he need to connect on tonight? Three or four. I think Michael Penix will throw for three, 350 to 400 yards. Man, Somewhere in that ballpark. Tua coming down on the text line is a Tua deep ball thrower in the college. That's a great yes. – that's very recent. Good job by the text. That was the next guy I was going to bring up. Oh, okay. And, and, it's, translated to col- and, and it's translated to college. Yes. There, there's something about how Penix and Tua throw the ball that's very similar in that it doesn't look graceful for some reason. Sometimes lefties, lefties look way better. No, yeah. but sometimes they look way better. Like Ken Griffey Jr. swing. Basketball especially. Basketball, the lefties can look so pretty. Even if you can't shoot, but you're a lefty, it looks – like a better shot than... But even right-handed. Steve Young, who had a really fluid motion, it still looked strange because he was a lefty. That's right. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, so it's got to be it's got to be a Penix. I think Dylan Johnson has to rush for 70 yards at least. They've got to have some sort of balance. Dylan Johnson can't run against Michigan. They're not going to win. How many times on first down does Dylan Johnson need to go for at least five yards? 
I think it's six or seven. Yeah, I think that's about right. Okay. Yeah, it's that kind of game tonight. That slows down the pass rush. It slows down the pass rush, and once in a while you need to have downs where your offensive line is doing the pushing rather than the repelling. Correct. Right? And that's in, in that case, I think I think you're totally right. If Johnson gets going for, for Washington, that I think it's going to have to be more than 70. I think 90 is the number. I think that, yeah. I think 90 is the number on that side. Um, I think we're saying the same thing. I just I think you, they're going to have to. Who is the MVP for Michigan if they win the game tonight? I'll go Blake Corum. I think I would go along with you. 26 carries, 125-ish yards, yeah. two TDs. It would be him, and Michigan wins the game like 24-16, 24-20. Yeah, it's an uglier game if Michigan wins. I I could see if somebody's going to blow out the other, though, I think it's Michigan. Because I think Michigan can just physically wear them down. Like a 31-10, to Yeah, just push them around. Yep. Okay, so you think think that world is possible. Okay, so the the four outcomes in the game. Michigan blowout, yes, possible for you? Yes, possible. I'm going to go no. Michigan close win? I think it's more like if Michigan wins, I think it's more likely that they would buy a lot. lot. Interesting. Okay. I think that's a possibility. Washington by a little. Yes. I I agree. Washington by a lot. Uh, I think it's a possibility. I think there's a world that that exists if they just go bombs away. But I think it's unlikely because Washington doesn't blow too many teams out. Like all their last, what, five or six games are field goal games against Wazoo and Oregon and Texas. They're all tight games. I just, I think if Washington wins, it's probably close. If you're DeBoer, do you stay in Washington? Yeah, why wouldn't you? Okay. You got a pretty good situation up there. Okay. I don't see why you, and you're in the big, you're in the big 10 now. His record is unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable how, how good his record is. And nobody knows it. Yeah. I, I, the only thing I would say to why would you not stay in Washington? And I, cause by the way, I don't disagree with the sentiment is I, I do wonder how often... So his record, his overall record, points to this not being true. Mm-hmm. Start with that. Go positive first. How about that? Positivity. Positivity. Your mom loves positivity. That you don't get a Michael Penix every year. You don't get that relationship built at IU before a plague. <laughs> and then the kid transfers and he gets even better at your place. I just... A, a lot had to come together for them to win the title. But guess what? That's usually how it goes. It happened for TCU last year. They got to the title game, right? Et cetera, et cetera. We see examples of this in sports, so it's not unusual that way. That's right. Not everybody gets to build like Michigan where they're very good for three straight years. Mm -hmm. That's unusual. The idea of an Ohio State being at a terrible spot at sixth in the rankings. Yeah. 11-2 is a disaster. Right. Washington is not that kind of place. So Kalen DeBoer could probably go... 9-3, 8-4 8-4 next year, no one would bat an eye. Well, Washington, they won the 91 National Championship. They yes. were once a powerhouse. Yes. It's doable, obviously. God, who was the quarterback on that team? Uh, Brunel. No way. That was Mark Brunel, speaking of lefties? No, it, Brunel played for Washington that time. I think it was Billy Joe Hobart the year that they won it. <laughs> I think that's right, Billy man. Joe Hobart sounds like he should be starting at LSU or something. <laughs> yeah, Brunel was the backup. I want Billy Joe Hobart replacing my spark plugs. Yeah. <laughs> I got a a guy, Mike, that does that for me. That is underrated, Zach, as you get older and you need functioning cars because you have kids that have places to go. Having a mechanic you trust is unbelievable. Oh, I know. Oh, Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I have a a mechanic, a guy that I can just go into, and most of the time it's free. Whoa. Yeah, about that. 
Because my dad's bought a billion cars from Got it. Okay. the dealership. Right. So You'll have to find those people here. That's right. Um, do, 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 uh, national Championship 12-0. and 0. They won the AP poll by four votes. Against Miami. Uh, against Miami. That's yeah, they right. crushed Michigan in the title game. In, or uh, the, Rose in the Rose Bowl, yeah. Michigan, by the way, that was Desmond Howard's Heisman year, and uh, one of the Washington guys scored late, and he did the Heisman post. Yes, they did. Um, they I beat, want somebody to do that tonight. They went undefeated that season. You ready for who was on their non-conference? Nebraska. At Nebraska, Kansas State at home, Toledo at home, and, um, and of course, Michigan uh, in the bowl game there. They don't um, schedule like that anymore. No, they don't. Well, those are definitely going away now with the expanded. Uh, of course they are. Jim Bob Cooter coming down. On the Jim Bob line. Cooter. <laughs> the old Lions offensive coordinator. Legend. Well, well Jim Bob, he is a Lions What does legend, Jim Bob sound like he does? Jim Bob Cooter. What's his job? He's Jim a Bob gas Cooter. station guy. Nope. Jim Bob Cooter uh, cooks at the, uh, at the Cracker Barrel. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Waffle. He fights people. In, he works Ooh. at Waffle House and fights people. <sighs> does a guy named Jim Bob get in fights at Waffle House? Absolutely. Oof. That's a good question, man. Four three seven nine six eighty. <laughs> Does Jim Bob fight at the Waffle House? <laughs> a reminder of some programming around here. Uh, uh, again, tonight we'll have that national championship game. We were just talking about Michigan and Washington. Six thirty here on six eighty for the pregame. Seven thirty is the kick. We'll have Kenny Payne show over on 93.9 at 7 o'clock. That'll follow Cardinal Insider. Your home for all things uh, Louisville basketball is 93.9 across the hall. Be tuned in for that. We'll go on all stations for the national title game starting at 8 o'clock. So we'll have you covered no matter what uh, if you're driving around tonight. Ethan Moore will be on the postgame show for Louisville Basketball on Wednesday when they visit Miami uh, in ACC play. 5.30 pregame. That's the Alex White Network coverage. 7 o'clock tip. You'll get Ethan Moore sometime around 9.30, 10 o'clock after that one. And then uh, Missouri, man, we'll talk about that game quite a bit tomorrow. Uh, UK back in action. You'll get uh, Entz. You'll get Gandolfo. Uh, that'll be around nine o'clock for that Kentucky Fish Wildlife postgame show. Check them out on the on the website for the elk draw for twenty twenty four with our folks over there at Kentucky Fish and Wildlife. On the other end, I want to get a little bit back into basketball uh, from over the weekend. Uh, I thought this article of the favorite moments from the fourteen playoff era was a good one. I think it's a uh, it, we've had enough time of this setup for us to actually talk about what the best things were and what the worst things were. If it's actually going to be better with 12 teams, we can get into all of that. And Malachi Nelson's going to Boise state. I have thoughts and uh, hiking in the cold. Why it's stupid. We do it all next here. ESPN 680 1057. Taking care of your family isn't always easy. So we make sure getting care when you need it is with Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash careanywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. to 
Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabo. Oh, a little Mississippi Queen. How about that? Uh, in honor of Jim Bob Cooter, I imagine. Sheriff Jim Bob Cooter coming down on the text line. <laughs> He's got a Mississippi Queen. <laughs> Rabo and Co. How about that? Uh, here at ESPN 680-1057. Got you till noon. Bobby V after us. And, of course, roundtable. First, uh, first replay edition there, 3-6. to six. Got you local uh, all the way. Uh, I'm interested to hear Strebel's reaction to Saturday. Now that we don't get to hear him on the postgame shows, uh, fun to get his reaction there. Whatever, Bob. Uh, takeaways from the pit game, which I was very positive about. Um, they cut that losing margin in half, essentially. So that, that's how about look, that? Look, ask me to be positive. That's what we're doing. Hey, they cut down the losing margin against Kentucky. It was only 19 this year. If you're a Michigan fan tonight, yeah, is there added stress of winning because you assume your coach is gone? I think so. And is this the last dance of this core group? Oh yeah, yeah. JJ's probably going pro. Blake Corm's definitely gone. I, Michigan will probably never be in this position again because they don't recruit at the level that Georgia, Alabama, Ohio. Well, that's State the other thing that I saw was was these articles, and I think Forty even had one at, at SI, which was like it, it fell in line, Zach, with the conversations that we sat through last year when the the Final Four went down the way it did. Yeah, with the McDonald's, the, the you know the the dearth of McDonald's All Americans and uh, five star players and all this stuff, but. UConn, who had NBA players, won the title, <laughs> right? I mean, right. it just is what it is. I this thing about like not being in the you know specific you know re- recruiting rankings or whatever for Washington for Michigan that doesn't do a lot for me. Yeah, it just doesn't. I I think that banking on that as a long term strategy is not a good one. Florida Atlantic banking on what they're doing as a long term strategy. I, I guarantee if you ask Dusty May, hey, can you just run this back forever? He'd be like, no, <laughs> no, I got to change. I'm going to have to change for sure. That's right. He would definitely tell you that he's got to try something different. So these people that are out there all giddy about the fact that, you know, that two teams in the title game aren't in the top five in recruiting. I don't know. It's the I, exception. It is absolutely the exception. And I think Kentucky basketball is showing that, by the way, this year. Yes. In the in the basketball side of it, too. I so, agree. Be interesting to see if they can keep it uh, going pretty hard to make a Final Four. So, um all right, so the best moments of the four-team playoff era. I thought this was kind of fun, and I thought you would love this. I do. Because some of them are about Ohio State. Yeah, the first one especially. 2014 was that year, and Cardale Jones was mm-hmm. that guy. Yes, he was. Ezekiel Elliott was that guy. He was really that guy. He had three straight games of 220 or more yards. Greatest three-game performance I've ever seen. Coach is gone coming down on the text line. Do you know that sound? Mark D'Antonio goes on Philadelphia radio. Oh, yes. I, yes. I don't know why. And the guy asks him, like, the dumbest question. He's like, oh, your last name is D'Antonio. Do you like pasta? And he's like, okay, click. And uh, the coach is gone. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Nicky <laughs> V played that a couple weeks ago. Good. Yes. Should. But, yeah, I the sustainability of not getting the top, top players is is what you are pointing out. That they – look, ask Michigan State. They're in this article. They made the CFP. They they won a Rose Bowl. They sure did. But with a bunch of like high three, low four-star guys. Yep. And it worked. It absolutely did. For a time. For three seasons. Yep. And then it went away. Yep. And it devolved into awful. And that's where they are now. I don't think Michigan will devolve into that, but I don't think they're going to be. I agree that they won't fall that far. No. But the idea that they're just going to make three CFP runs in a row again, I I don't see it coming either. Especially considering Sharon Moore will probably be the next coach. Oh, man. Uh, he's going to cry when they go waiting for. <laughs> he's just going to cry. It's okay to say. 
It's just going to cry. The most entertaining field was in 2014, so that was the Buckeyes. Yep. They won the title game against Oregon. Jameis Winston was in that. Um, and so this is they're saying this year is probably the best competition for that year, which is an interesting comparison because Cardale Jones, credit where credit is due, the guy was great. But do we think of him as an all-time great Ohio State quarterback? No. Right. Okay. He's an all-time legend at Ohio State. Oh, of course. Guy should live in Columbus. He'll never pay for a meal the rest of his life. He's part of the Ohio State's NIL collective fund now. Bang. Done. Boom. There it is. Do you think he's like George Costanza? He walks in, they hand him a, a, a file, an accordion file, and he just kind of moves the papers around yes. and puts it back on his desk at the they end of the They should. Good. Good. <laughs> I agree. Good. I think this is probably the <laughs> best playoffs. <laughs> Yeah, it's up there, right? Yeah. I mean, it's ironic because those are the two that the SEC was not in the national championship game. Oh, good point by It you. was Big Ten, Pac-10, or Pac-12. Least Pac-10. entertaining coming down in 2020. Um, that was when Alabama beat up on Notre Dame. Ohio State pretty bad. beat up on Clemson. Yeah. Followed in the semis, uh, in the semis, followed by Alabama routing Ohio State in the final 52-24. Uh, that was more, I think, just because the games weren't close. That's right. That Alabama team was very good. Really good. Yes. That so, Ohio State <laughs> team would have won a national title in a couple of In a lot of other seasons. years. I yes. agree. A lot of other seasons. Yep. Uh, the worst game they have down as the 15 game of the Michigan State game uh, that I mentioned, uh, where they lost uh, 38-0. Uh, the best upset was Ohio State, again, in 2014, yes. uh, beating Alabama including an 85-yard run, like you mentioned, by uh, Ezekiel 85 yards through the heart of the South. I think TCU's upset of Michigan was better. I think it was... As from an upset perspective? Be- because we're talking about TCU, not Ohio State. And we're talking about... I mean, come on. Let's let's, yeah. let's be realistic about what this is. That TCU run was not supposed to happen. No. I, I think the only difference is the Ohio State-Alabama game was the national championship game that year. TCU did not go on and finish it, obviously. They got killed. Texter asked, do you know who was number one in the very first CFP Yes, rankings? I do. It was Ohio State, right? No. <sighs> okay. It was an SEC team. 2014? Yeah. Was it LSU? No, it wasn't. Oh. Go ahead. Mississippi State. That's fantastic. Dak Prescott. Okay. Yeah, they were good that year. Yep. They were they number were. one up until mid-November. That's right. That that's a Did trip. they end up losing the Egg Bowl that year? Yes. Yeah. They yeah, lost fell Alabama apart. And that's they right. Lost the egg yeah, fell apart. That's right. Dak was good in college, though, man. He Mississippi was. State was number one, was f- and Ole Miss was in the top four. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> no, the best part is so of the top four. <laughs> what a bum pair of schools that is. Of the top four, three of them were SEC teams, and none of them were Alabama. And right? Alabama won it. And Alabama got it. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Ohio State was sixteenth. Not that uh, I have that entire season committed to memory. They're saying the 2019 LSU team was the best overall team. And I here's why true. I think that's true. Yes. Because Ed Orgeron won a national title. That's right. <laughs> there it is. And sometimes the players take you where you want to go. Yeah. And that's the example. That's the best college football team I've ever seen. They point out that USC is the surprise team that never made the CFP. Are you, you the four-team CFP? Are you? Do you agree? I'm not that surprised, though, because it was Clay Helton and Lane Kiffin and Steve Sarkeesian before Steve Sarkeesian learned how to coach. I think Florida is kind of surprising that they didn't make it. So 15 teams made the CFP. How many do you think you can name? So let's do this together. Okay. Go ahead. Ohio State. Yes. Oregon. Yep. Michigan. Washington. Alabama. Slow down. Bama. Washington. Yep. Florida State. Yes. Michigan State. Yep. Oklahoma. 
they must have if Oklahoma made it three times. Okay. Yep. Clemson. Yep. Notre Dame. Yep. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You need five more. Georgia. Why haven't yes. I mentioned Georgia? Um, no, it's funny how that isn't that funny how that works. Yeah. Where your brain is like, oh, I've got all these teams, and you leave Georgia out. <laughs> yeah, I get TCU. It. Yes. Uh, one just LSU. up the road. LSU. Yep. One just up the road. Oh, wow. Oh, boy. You drove past it the other day. Did I really? Oh, man. Cincinnati. Yes. <laughs> I would have forgotten that one. I'm not going to lie to you. Cincinnati. And then I so I think you've gotten all the teams that made multiple. Um yeah. where is the team? By the way, LSU made it once. Yeah, and they won it. That's right. <laughs> Pretty good evidence that that was the year. Uh did you mention Texas? Texas, yeah. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Texas court. made it in um this year. Uh this year. They made and, it 7 days ago. Yep, and then uh before that though, um uh yeah, even with Mac Brown never made so it. So we got so. all of them. How about that? Outside of Texas, but that was this year, so hopefully we would have gotten that one. But yeah, that's the 15. Ohio State, Oregon, Michigan, Alabama, Washington, Florida State, Michigan State, Oklahoma, Clemson, Notre Dame, Georgia, TCU, LSU, Cincy, and Texas. I guess that the uh, great episode of Seinfeld coming down on the text line. Uh, Fantastic. It, it takes a long time to review files sometimes. <laughs> it's almost like you have no experience at all. Uh, the, <laughs> <laughs> I think USC is on that list. Florida's on that list. Penn State's on that list. Penn State's on that list. I'm trying to think of who else would be on that list of, oh my gosh, they never made it? Because Tennessee, maybe? Wisconsin? They had a run. Wisconsin made a run, I agree. That's not a bad one. Tennessee, we're getting into that next group, right? Yeah. Because A&M. Okay. Yeah, A&M's in that next group of who we think should have made it, right? Yeah, they came close. Is Iowa in that group? No. Out of the West, no? No. Okay. Trying to think of they who did else. come close once. Who's made the title game? Well, they almost beat Michigan State that year. The, yeah, the winner of that game was in. Yeah, was going to go get right. their their asses kicked by Alabama. <laughs> well, you lost thirty eight nothing. Imagine if I would have been in. It would have been like seventy to nothing. I agree with that. That's one of the rare moments in my life where I was uber confident in a team that had let me down tons of times in my lifetime. Was that final drive in Indianapolis against Iowa? With with Michigan State, LJ with Connor Scott. Cook, LJ Scott, I knew they were going to score a touchdown. Yeah, it was and like it was a, like a nine minute drive, twenty two plays, I think it was. Yeah, I knew they were going to score a touchdown. I don't know why. I have no idea. I've never been more confident in a sporting event in my life. They converted, I think, three fourth downs. Sounds right, two or three. I, I no time in my mind were they never were they not winning that game. It, they were always winning. I don't know why. It's yeah. just one of the rare times. Also, don't know why I'm sharing that with this crowd, but I am. What do you think was the best <laughs> moment of the playoff era? There's two for me. Of course, the Ohio State 2014. That run yeah. by Ezekiel Elliott is up there. Yes, that's um, my favorite, of course. Okay. And then the other one, if it from the non-Ohio State division, is second and 26. Mm. To uh, Devontae Smith. Yep. yep. Like the suddenness of Georgia's about to win the national championship, and this is when Georgia had like a 40-year drought, and Tua takes a terrible sack on the first play of overtime. Then just like that, he throws a deep ball to Devontae Smith and just the suddenness of George is going to win. No, Alabama did. Do you know underrated one? And I was reminded after I read this article about it. So there was so much attention rightly, by the way, on Joe Burrow and that offense as they made their run. Yeah. But Roquan Smith, dude, 
fantastic. Oh. He was an unbelievable college player. <laughs> in college, that guy. He's and I really went good back, with the Ravens now. I know. I went back and I watched just the highlights of his game. Uh, so that would have been in... Um, uh, Oh gosh, what am I doing? Uh, Rokon Smith play for uh, for Georgia. Excuse me, in yeah, 2017. Right. Um, I'm mixing up my teams. The uh, how good he was. So in the 2017 CFP, there's actually a YouTube video of all of his tackles. He made 24 tackles, including 13 against Alabama in the championship game. Yeah, <laughs> and I had forgotten about that. The yeah. other one was um, that uh, Javon Bullard was the actual MVP for uh, for Georgia on the defensive side. Of the championship game because he had the two TDs and a, and a uh, yeah, and he also and knocked out recovery. Marvin Harrison Jr. on a targeting call. What what year? Last year. Oh, that's right. That was also one of those games that was the national championship game. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. but this reminded me of how good Roquan Smith was. Man, oh my god, that guy. Oof. He, I mean, do you see what he's doing now in Baltimore? I know. I know pretty unbelievable but no it's it, it this article i really appreciate it it's on the athletic by the way and i forget um now that zach has an athletic uh, subscription yes uh this is jana uh, bardall uh, over there man uh texter yeah people are welcome to text and keep texting four three seven nine six eighty uh clubs of beating bama on that rub route from watson uh to that white wide receiver hunter renfro <laughs> i was right, renfro hunter renfro that guy was in college for 20 years what was the quarterback for uh, USC, the, Miller Moss? Miller Moss. Miller Moss, Hunter Renfro, better white guy football name. Miller Moss. Hunter Renfro's pretty good, man. Yeah, because you think Moss, you think Randy. So, but yeah. Miller, Miller as a first name is pretty damn good. Yeah. That's pretty white. That's pretty good. <laughs> I thought of this, too. I'll take Miller Moss over Hunter Renfro, yeah. though. And Hunter Renfro was a good wide receiver in college. He was. Can I get it's on, okay to say. Can I get on my soapbox for just a second? Please. For all these people that are root for your conference guy, oh, shove it. Yeah, I can't do that. Ohio State, any Ohio State fan that's rooting for Michigan tonight, oh, yeah. their fandom is immediately revoked. Pride. Any Oregon fan that's rooting for Washington tonight, their fandom is revoked. There is no Big Ten pride. I hate that SEC, SEC garbage. Don't. Uh, well, this is an all, win this the is all Big Ten matchup anyway. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so we're going to be claiming the national title it's either claiming way. Claiming it either way. Yeah. So what a lazy take that's going to be. In what world does any Ohio State fan with any self-respect root for Michigan win the national title game? None. There is none. Unless your kid is on the team. I, I agree. And if your kid's on the team, you're a bad parent. <laughs> More parenting talk next. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. This year, this guy will actually get a good night's sleep, despite the odds.
listening to Rabot and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. Ah, yes, a tradition unlike any other. Rabot and Co. here, ESPN 680-1057. Happy National Championship game to you, yours, and uh, your mom. How about that? Uh, hanging out with Zach Cantrell. I am Louis Rabot at Radio Louis on Twitter. Find us at ESPN 680 as a station. Reminder, we'll have that National Championship game for you on all stations tonight, starting at 630 on 680, and then, of course, we'll flip over after um, uh, after the Kenny Payne Show. We'll have it on 93.9 as well at 8 o'clock, so you can listen to that, catch most of the game uh, after that. Molly Karam in a giant hat is not making Molly Karam look any better. How about that? All right, so uh, what else have we not covered in this game? Reminder, some of the programming on Sunday, by the way, someone, someone texted into the... Sunday morning hangover and called this show Rabot and Son. I don't appreciate that at all. I got better looking kids than Zach. No, you don't. <laughs> Texters, somebody somebody upload Sunday morning hangover. I've had enough of Rabot and Sons. <laughs> well, I'm on both of them. So. Oh, man. Too bad. Maurice Claret tweeted he's rooting for Michigan. Yes. Does he count as an Ohio State guy still? Yes, he does. Uh, Texter, I like adds- Maurice, but. Yeah, he's wrong. Add Stetson Bennett to the all-white name. That's pretty good. Um, Texter asking if I had the FOIA number from the weekend. I don't. Um, those usually come. Um, those usually come in a couple of days, which is totally normal uh, as part of that process. Um, <laughs> I love that text. Uh, Sunday morning hangover is ten to noon. Uh, Nick Kerr and Phil Baker, and of course Zach Cantrell uh, on the ESPN six eighty one oh five seven. Quite the following for that, and of course Jeff Lightsey, the Victory Formation Show over on ninety three nine at ten o'clock on Saturdays. Uh, with our guy James Black piloting that one uh, as well. All right, so we ran through the uh, CFP. If you missed any part of the show, of course, the podcast center available to you, ESPNLouisville.com. Uh, let's do an official prediction for tonight. Uh, if you were asking Vegas, uh, this game will be uh, a, a, essentially a touchdown win for Michigan. The over-under is right at 55, so that's eight touchdowns. Okay, So they think Michigan is going to win this game. You know, 56 divided in half is, you know, 28, 28. So something like 30 to 24. Yeah. Does that sound about right to Zach Cantrell? That sounds reasonable. Okay. What do you think actually happens? Washington wins the game 35 31. Okay. So Brown Burner. Or, yeah. by the Barnett. Barn Burner. Burner. Okay, yeah. um, that would be awesome. I hope there's that much scoring. I hope we go way over the 55 number. I think um, we will. I think the Vegas number is right. I think Michigan wins the game. 27 21 in other words i think the spread's about right so i'm gonna go 27 oh man is is washington gonna score more than that more than 21 yeah i think they will i think they have to they just will right i mean all right i'll just up my prediction because i do think michigan wins tonight um i'll go 30 20 man i don't 30 to 27. I'll give I'll give Washington the cover. How's that? There you go. Our, if uh, either of our predictions comes true, by the way, the game's going to be awesome. Yeah. I need my plus four and a half to hit, so give me the cover. <laughs> okay. You'll take 30 to 27. <laughs> I'll take it if Washington wins. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got a plus four and a half, right? Yeah. Well, then 30 to 27 is fine. Yeah. That, my, for my wallet, that works. <laughs> for your heart. For my heart, not so much. <laughs> it's like when Trump's like, I will concede <sighs> the election. We will accept the results of the election if we win. If we win, that's right. Did you, um, <laughs> did you, this kid in, in Indiana with the great, the great name, Noah, you've seen this guy, I'm sure. Yes. All the memes and oh, all this yeah. stuff. Of course I've seen them all. Someone asked if he makes the all white name. He does not. No. He does not. <laughs> and they asked the coach how to, how to pronounce the name and it's worse. 
<gasps> is it as bad as we think it is? Yes. Yeah. It's not great. Somebody's going to get fired over that. <laughs> you got to call him Noah K, right? You have to. Yeah. Or just hope that he never plays. <laughs> I mean, visiting West Virginia is a little too perfect, isn't it? <laughs> perfect. Well, he's in. He lives in Indiana. Texter was a clean play on Marvin Harrison Jr. It Your reaction? Not. It was not. <laughs> Did he get a penalty? They originally called it a penalty, and then the they looked at the replay, and then the crooked refs decided it wasn't. <laughs> I was going. I wanted to go down to Georgia. <laughs> the crooked refs. Look, they asked for eleven thousand <laughs> votes or whatever. I just wanted Ryan Day to go down to Georgia and ask for two points. What uh, get in price is a thousand bucks? What do you think the the crowd breakdown will be? I'll go sixty two percent Michigan fans. I think it's going to be like seventy percent Michigan fans. Okay, yeah, that sounds right. Michigan's got a massive alumni base. Have you have you spent much time in Houston? I've never spent any time in Houston. Oh, okay, all right. Never been to Texas actually. Oh wow, okay. Houston's very um, just very big city. It takes forever to drive anywhere. Mm-hmm. But Galveston is nearby. It's on the on the Gulf. Yeah. And it unfortunately, was was largely destroyed in a in a hurricane a couple of years ago. Yeah, I but remember that. Just a fantastic town. Uh, when I was a kid, my aunt and uncle had a place down there, and we would go a lot. It was great. Um, oh God, the, it's Jason. the kind of place, by the way, where yeah. the neighbors just have a black lab that just kind of walks around the beach and just like is super chill and like no big deal and that kind of thing. It's that kind of spot. Yeah. So hopefully, it's gotten back to that. Jason Garrett's getting a playoff game. Lord. Yeah, but it's the Peacock game. So I guess if you don't want to watch it, you don't have to. Uh, Is Noah the kid who has a last name that rhymes with naysayer? It is. Uh, Texter, if Noah commits to West Virginia, I'm definitely listening to their local sports radio (laughs) call-in shows. I hope it goes to West Virginia. Zach, I'm going to warn you. If he ends up there, you're going to have to listen to those shows to cut sound for us. Oh, yes. Okay. As long as you know that's coming. You know, that, that I mean, it's going to be part of your life in the fall. How many sports stations does West Virginia have? Like two? That's a great question. <laughs> they have Morgantown and what else? Oh, man. I did a presentation a couple of years ago, and I'm making this just about our market here, where I compared uh, – uh, I was doing a presentation about, about hockey, about minor league hockey, actually, about Louisville possibly being a market for it, and I compared the sports – intake of the average Louisvillian with that of the person in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So, Zach, we have something like 31 hours of local sports talk radio in Louisville every day. There you go. How about that? How much do you think there is in Grand Rapids, Michigan? Which is, by the way, market size about the same as Louisville for TV. 15? Four. Four? (laughs) What? (laughs) And they are... Like a super successful AHL level franchise, so like the AAA for hockey. And, and I was like, if you want to get into a market where people really care about sports, where it is the thing that they do, Louisville's it. It's not even close. Oh, there's more, for that. dude. There's more local radio hours in Louisville than there are in Detroit. Think about that. That's they have four insane. pro sports teams: Michigan, Ohio State, and Michigan State to draw from. Yeah, and there's more here. Well, do the Pistons count as a pro team right now? <laughs> Did the Lions count for the last thirty years? Also true. Oh, who was the guy with the weird last name that, uh, or the weird name that Dan's granddaughter went to school? That was Rowdy Beers. Rowdy Beers. How about that? Florida International. What a great name. It is a great name. And he's going to Florida International. So that. Yes, I remember Rowdy Beers. Yeah, that that white Colorado kid is going to be hanging out on the west side of Miami. I need all of it. Um, I went to FIU for a summer. How about that? There you go. There you go.
Eh. It's a nice part of Miami. I like it. Uh, Texture is a two-sport athlete. We need Huggy Bear's analysis on the hardwood skills. I saw that. Did you see the Robert Griffin the third? Yes. I mean, that's what the internet's for. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. That's what the internet is for. What was your final 35-31? Yeah. Okay. I hope you're right. That'd be a fun game. Yeah. 30-27. We've had a lot of blowouts oh. in the playoff era. We need to Oh, end. if we got three good games in the playoff era it's like to, to, to close this out? Yeah. Oh, take never, all of it. It'd be fantastic. Never happened because we had two good games last year. Not from my perspective, but two good games. And then the title game was 65-7. If Noah goes to West Virginia, Huggy Bear's going to call the games. <laughs> <laughs> If he could drag himself away from all the recycling, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. Oh, oh, all right, so buddy of mine, close friend, uh, it's his birthday today in Michigan. Do I do the the bro thing and have booze delivered to his house, or do I do something nicer like, hey, there's a, a gift card waiting at a restaurant you like? Booze. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty quick. Text line, help me out. We got about three minutes. Four three seven nine six eighty. What should I do uh for my buddy? He's uh he's one of these guys that is willing to do the grunt work just to get a credential. I appreciate these kinds of people. So he's worked with us at the Preakness before, and the way that the media setup is there, Zach, it's it's just a puzzle and a a wild goose chase trying to figure out where the media goes. Yeah. So we'll have guests on and they have to come find us. And then for example, the elevator's just not working because <laughs> it's biblical, right? And uh, and Rich is one of these guys. He's willing to, to hike the stairs and find guests and do all that stuff for just to hang out in the pre-dish for the weekend. So mm-hmm. I owe the guy a bottle of booze. That's, what That's I'm right. Saying. So there you go. Um, man, oh, man. His kid, by the way, coaches hockey, youth hockey, just wants to get into hockey, you know, sort of thing, broke his leg so badly in a practice the other day in front of the kids that he required surgery and a three-day stay in the hospital. How bad would that have messed you up as a kid? Oh. Need. Oh, I felt so bad for him, dude. Oh, I wouldn't, rec- I wouldn't recover. Oh. It was the worst. And then he shows me, like, so his kid's in getting, he's like 24 or something. He's trying to do the right thing. He's in getting surgery. He has to stay overnight, and then his his players start dropping off cards and start visiting. And I... I I can't imagine the emotion of being a dad and that stuff starts happening. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Texter, um, send, your, send your buddy Jack Browning's girlfriend for a little booty shake. That's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Uh, we discussed her earlier, her name. Um, Stephanie Niles. Stephanie Niles, now that Zach has tattooed the head in his brain. <laughs> That's right. I don't blame you. This is Brent Musburger, Catherine Webb all over again. <laughs> You quarterbacks get all the good-looking she's, girls. She's better looking than Catherine Webb. It's okay yeah, yes, she is. She's better looking. Catherine Webb is a little overrated. I agree with you. She's cute, for sure. But Not bad about it. Alabama's but. beating the crap out yeah. of their name, so they need, <laughs> they need something, something to talk, to talk about. about. That's right. <laughs> all right, so of the – let's do this. we got like two minutes. Yeah. Of the 15 teams that have played in the CFP, yeah. which one do you think will not be involved in any of the 12-team playoffs the next five years? Michigan State. So Michigan State's on that list. Does Cincinnati get back? No. I think Cincinnati's less likely, actually. Yeah, I actually think Cincinnati's less likely. Okay. Um, so TCU. TCU near the bottom of that list. Yeah. Notre Dame? I think Notre Dame gets back. Okay. Especially with 12 teams, I think Notre Dame's going to make a few. Got it. Do you like Cunningham? Who's that? Their coach? Freeman. 
Or Freeman. My God. Marcus Freeman. Did I just do the black guy thing? You did. Yeah, I do like Marcus Freeman. And he finally hired he hired LSU's <laughs> offensive coordinator, so they're going to... Yeah. I think Notre Dame gets back. Paul Rogers used the phrase booty shake this morning? No. Come on, that's half of the... That's... Who? Why did you... Assets jokes coming down on the text line. <laughs> Someone asking if Dan's going to come on and talk horse racing. I, I have to tell you, uh, it's the only thing I didn't get to today, but it's evergreen because the races are on Saturdays. We had three derby preps over the weekend. Only one of them was actually a derby prep, and I have thoughts. We'll get into that tomorrow. Uh, we'll have plenty of time. Mark Ennis will be in in the 10 o'clock hour tomorrow. Uh, for Louisville's favorite hour of radio. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't get over Paul Rogers saying booty shake. Texture, I thought Kathy, Catherine Webb kind of looked like Kathy Ireland. You keep Kathy Ireland's name out of your mouth. Put some respect. Put some respect on that name. Kathy Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> Man, when I was a kid, that was... Yeah. Whew, that was some unattainable stuff there. Reminder tonight, we do have the national title game, 6.30 start for the pregame here on 680-1057, Michigan and Washington, down there at NRG Stadium in Houston. Kenny Payne shows 7 o'clock on 93.9. Follow all that on all stations at 8 o'clock um, with, uh, with our coverage on all stations here at ESPN 680-1057. Dan would say she's a handsome young lady. You're 100% right, he would. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so you got our predictions. Uh, 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 over in Washington by four for Zach. That's right. Over by a point and a half. <laughs> and Michigan not covering by three uh, for me. So uh, I'm anticipating a tight game tonight. Hopefully that's what we get. Or just someone has one of those nights we talk about forever. I'll take either. I'm happy with either. Like a Vince Young performance. Correct. Yes. But that, was, but that was a great game too, though. That's yeah. the difference. So anyways, we'll have all that coverage here for you. Adi SPN 680-1057. And it's in with me tomorrow at 10. Uh, we'll have our usual shows this week and get you through it. No problem here as part of our local programming on ESPN 680-1057. I'll be back to, uh, tomorrow. Easy for me to say at 10. Hope you are too. Have a good day.